This is the podcast that flips the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and supplement strategist. I'm joined by Mark DeSico, founder of RTD Fitness. How's it going, Marky? Super great, Neil. How about you? It's time for some scenes. Let's do some scenes. Today's episode is scenes and memes from the apothecary. So this oh. isn't fitting into the holistic standard. It's just kind of practical advice. This was supposed to be little segments that we drop into episodes, but Mark and I talk too much. And so, so much <laughs> nonsense in between you guys. If, you, if you're subscribed, you know. Yeah. The episodes just they're just long. And so, like, we don't have any time to insert anything except for our plugs in there. So, speaking of plugs, visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and even over on YouTube. And definitely give us a five star review as often as you can each and every episode because it helps us get seen and heard. And we're awesome. And so, that's what we that's, should be seen and heard uh, at both simultaneously. Yeah. So, you can go to YouTube and See and hear us. The whole thing. So let's check in and do our pre-podcast affirmation, especially if you're just tuning into us for the very first time. You may not know that we're really not grumpy dudes, right? We're not. We <laughs> promise. We, despite what our faces say. <laughs> we want you to live your healthiest life. We are fans of supplements done right. We just don't want you to get lost in the chaos that the health and wellness industry creates. And intentionally. So, intentionally. Like we are here to help you on a new and better path. We just don't want you to waste your money on your resources and your hope, uh, you know, on these false promises. So as a warning, if we're ranting about something, uh, we're not picking on you because you decided to do it. We're picking on the industry. We're raging against the machine of misinformation and hype that gets folks with good intentions to those places. So that's it. So I just want to make sure that we're all clear so you know who we are and what we're trying to say. So today's show is scenes from the apothecary. These are a bunch of like little tidbits. Again, we were supposed to insert, but we talk too much. Um, so the scenes are basically case studies. So people come into my pharmacy and they ask me a question. And of course, they're relevant to almost everybody. And there's always some sort of lesson behind the question. So somebody will be asking about a certain thing. And then there's a lesson about how we interact with supplements in the wellness industry that has to be kind of talked about. There's also something in here, um, as seen on Reddit, I spend far too much time on the wrong subreddit, specifically supplements and nutrition. And I, I don't want to weigh in because weighing in on the internet is a very difficult thing to do. So I'm going to do it here on my little podcast where nobody can talk back to me. Oh, sneaky. Yeah. So we're, these are examples of people's supplement regimens and how would I, how I would approach conquering uh, the chaos that's like infused into those posts. So if these Reddit people showed up at your front door in Woodstock at the, at the village uh, apothecary, they mm -hmm. would, they would get this level of treatment. This is what they, I, they I didn't would, ask for this. I would be nicer. Getting it, yeah. They're getting it yeah. either way. Yeah. They just We're didn't ask for it. It's going to be more teasing okay. in, in this situation. No, nice. I'm just kidding. Because Reddit, little. Redditors deserve teasing. That seems fair. Um, so they put it out there on the internet. That's on them. <laughs> so we can't fit them in. We're going to put them into one spe special show. And we had just talked about supplement strategy. And I think that there's some strategic stuff in all of these. So this kind of thematically fits for where we are. Um, so we've got four. So we have the uh, young lady who uh, was losing her hair and thought she had male pattern baldness. Yep. We had another young lady that was looking for a meal replacement shake and was misdirected in that approach. And wanted it to look pretty on the front. That's right. Yep. And then we had uh, a young man from Reddit that had uh, 12 supplements. And we used that to kind of talk about how we would separate things into the vital five and the not vital five. And yeah, then the vital 75. Yeah, like the vital, he, he had a yeah. lot and his wife was making fun of him, which I think we understand why. Yeah, we get it. And so then the last one that we'll do is uh, about somebody with a broken bone and how uh, we use the supplement strategy to kind of help her out uh, with that. So, uh, so let's get right into it. 
All right. So in this episode of Scenes from the Apothecary, I'm in the aisle and the wind is blowing in my luscious long hair and Very my, romantic. my my uh, lab coat is flapping in oh, the, the wind. Flapping lab coat. Nobody my, wants that visual. My muscles, they're peeking out from nope. behind my t-shirt and and oh. so yeah, and so somebody walks into the store <laughs> and and uh, you know, I'm clocking this person at about 50 years old. This is a, about a 50-year-old woman, at least a 50-year-old woman, Mark. Right. Uh, and I feel like, you know, I, that's a safe line for me to kind of toe. It's just dangerous, that, you but know. you're, you're there. <laughs> I think you're about 50. Uh, but anyway, so she says to me, I'm losing my hair. I believe that I have male pattern baldness and I want Saul Palmetto. And so that's a lot to throw at somebody that you just met. It's a lot to unpack in a quick, in a quick way. <laughs> I'm really glad that people do trust me for this kind of advice. And it, good I'm just, point. Good reframe, Neil. <laughs> people come to you with this crazy. And you're like, well, I'm just glad you came here and asked me yeah. before you started acting on it. That's right. That's I, better. I appreciate the trust that people give me. And I'm, and I mean, think about that, like just randomly walking in and she knew that I would be able to answer this question for that's her. Awesome. So that, it was really great. So, um, that's a lot. And I, I said, okay, so there's a bunch to unpack here. So you're, you're suffering from hair loss. Um, you're a woman and you say you're suffering from male pattern baldness. And she's insistent that it, it, you know, it's, it's something that she herself has talked to a physician about and she wants all palmetto. And the big thing that I like to talk about a supplement strategy and a model for holistic care. So if somebody comes in and they say that they have a problem, we want to have some sort of framework or structure for about how we make decisions and what we prioritize to. Right. And so uh, when anybody comes in and says, I have a problem, I don't instantly go to the sh shop supplement shelf and just grab a product and give to people because there's a lot of questions to ask. And so if you remember, the model for holistic care is the wellness pyramid. So at the bottom are all the lifestyle factors in the middle are supplements and supplement strategy. And at the top is doctors. And a lot of the time it kind of flows just like that. We can do the you can make the healthy lifestyle choices. We can use some supplements strategically. And then if that stuff isn't working, then we can kind of check in with our doctor. Somebody comes in and wants salt palmetto. That's definitely a check with a doctor kind of conversation, but I can still help her. I can still do something. So, you know, those lifestyle domains, nutrition, sleep, stress, exercise, and the exosome, the environment, what are those factors that could contribute to somebody's hair loss? And I'm sure you're thinking right now, there's probably a bunch of like, if you're stressed out, you can lose your hair, right? Like if you're not physically fit, you could lose your hair. And the big one for me that I like to have during counterside consults is nutrition, right? Uh, there are a lot of nutritional factors that can cause hair loss. And because your hair is a rapidly dividing cell, it's one of the fastest uh, turnover cells in your body. It's most uh, sensitive, I would say, to nutritional changes. So we want to clarify their nutritional stance. So what I normally will throw back to somebody at a counterside con uh, consult, I'll actually jump the gun. Uh, you know how we said we don't want to jump into complex nutritional conversations, but I like to do this just for the drama, you know, like the dramatic effect here. Uh, I'll say, what's your protein goals for the day? Ooh, That's a big one, right? Big like, one. yeah. The, and because most people don't know what to do with that. They actually don't even know that they're supposed to have protein goals. I bet uh, if you ask them how many calories they've had, they <laughs> would be able to tell you from their my fitness pal how many calories. <laughs> that's right they uh they are very much uh not listeners of the podcast regularly so they don't know the they stress know. of calories they right yeah so so in that conversation we discerned that she in fact was not eating enough protein 
And so that would be the recommendation. When we're talking about what choices we make when, it's really we have to have this structure. So it made much more sense for her to up her protein than it did for her to use salt palmetto because no matter how much salt palmetto you throw at it, if you don't have enough protein, you don't have the building blocks for hair anyway. Right. And so it's important to kind of follow that, that, that through. And then it's really interesting because once we get some headway, is that an, a pun with like uh, head and hair? Yeah, that okay. does, it kind of works, it. It right? Works. Once we get some headway, then people are like, oh, well, since you fixed that problem, let's talk about this other thing. And she says to me that she has difficulty with her memory. And now, so again, so uh, somewhere over the age of 50 reporting hair loss and is now talking about memory. And this plays into the nutrition conversation really well because you know whether she's insisting on sh that she has a great diet we've already found out that she really doesn't because the protein is off and now she's talking about memory and so all of this stuff goes together and proves my point that you know our our ideas of uh, health and wellness are completely screwed up we want to reach for products before we do the healthy things and so for memory for me, especially in patients that are 50 and above, it's a nutrition conversation. It's really about ensuring that she has enough calories, ensuring that she's eating small, frequent meals throughout the day, that she's eating those macronutrients at the required levels before we say you have dementia, right? Before we make it's a that big leap, it is a huge leap. And yeah. that's where people are going because that's the big bad right now. We have mm -hmm. cancer, heart disease, and but you know, to be honest with you, heart disease, I don't think anybody pays attention to, you know, <laughs> anymore. Well, it's cumulative, right? right? I mean, it's part of this bigger problem, which is when you don't have these other pieces at the base of that wellness pyramid, you're gonna have all these other downstream impacts. Is right. that what you're, and that's what you're pointing out? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Exactly one hundred percent. So you know, eating uh healthy stuff is good for you. It's not as sexy. Uh, it's good for you because it's going to make you healthier. But the truth is, is that it, it has much more impact on your day to day. And a lot of the problems that bubble up for people like hair loss or memory are a result of not making those healthy choices. And so we could go on and on and on. But I think the point has been made that in this scene at the apothecary, the person suffering from hair loss and memory problems needed a little dietary consult before we went directly to supplements. All right, Mark, picture this. I'm in the apothecary. Oh, God. And it's stormy outside. Oh, no, it's not. And there's a werewolf howling in the background. Oh, I still no. Okay. All right. So in the apothecary, just the other day, I had a young woman come to me uh, looking for meal replacement um, shakes, basically. Mm -hmm. And there are so many different facets of meal replacement supplements that we could just dive into. Uh, but in particular, this person was kind of hung up on the fact that my recommended meal replacement shake didn't have one pictures of fruits and vegetables on the cover. So it was a design oh. choice and she was criticizing my design. Love that. <laughs> but then the other piece was that uh, the she didn't see all of those vitamins that you see in all those other shakes. You look at another shake and the label is four feet wide and it lists all these vitamin A and like it just looks healthy because of the scale of the list of ingredients that are in there. Sure. And... You know, so the convert, what do you think the con, where do you think the conversation went? You're a Here's smart my guess. Guy. Here's my guess. She said, Neil, your, your quality of your supplements is so low that yes. I can't possibly take this and feel comfortable that I'm getting my needs met. Is that, is that where this she went? She was more like, why is there a werewolf howling? Oh, in well the that's, background? that's the first start, right? right why, yeah. why do we have werewolves and werewolves in Woodstock? <laughs> 
I think that it had nothing to do with quality. You were completely wrong. Oh. What was going on here was uh, basically a conversation around what are we expecting when we have uh, these meal replacement shakes and how much of that has been like kind of drum, you know, like banged into our heads like a drum by the wellness industry themselves. Right. Sure. So that, that these that these meal replacements in and of themselves have enough nutrition to get you through a day. Right. One meal. It's it's like the Back to the Future where they take the little pill and they put it in the in the microwave. Is I, that the idea? I say it all the time. Yeah. Space food. Everybody space food. thinks that it should be space food. That you can somehow reduce a meal down to a powder that you just mix with some garbage yeah. almond milk, sure. and then then you're good for the day. Forever. It's forever. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because the analogy I always give when I'm trying to make this point is actually I, I reduce us to dogs. I, I talk about dog food. I say, you know, I have dogs and I know lots of people have dogs. And how do people buy dog food? They, they just go to the store and they look for the label that has fruits and vegetables and all this beautiful stuff on the cover. Piece of steak. And it, yes. And it's just aspirational, right? Yeah. I want my dog to be the healthiest it could be. So mm -hmm. I want the prettiest thing with all the stuff in it, all the healthy things that I know that are healthy that I probably aren't getting. I'm not getting in my diet. Right. And so we make those decisions based on that. But the truth is for pets, um, they can't eat those fruits and vegetables. Those aren't healthy things for them. That's like eating M&Ms for us. And so we're making our decisions based on labels and based on how uh, our perceptions have been molded by an industry. And, and that's what we're doing when we talk about meal replacement shakes. So if I said to you, Mark, Mark, please take your multivitamin, which is normally just a once daily amount of uh, vitamins. Uh, I want you to take that six times a day. Uh, I, I would hope that you would say to me, Neil, you're crazy. Seems for, like a lot. Neil. For that and many other reasons. Lots of good reasons. Right. right. I, I think that uh, nobody in their right mind would want to take their multivitamin multi-time, multi-times a day. Right. We, we, we would only want to do it a single time a day. Just that one time. So, uh, but that's what's happening. When we buy these meal replacement shakes that we're using to replace multiple meals a day, we're taking that once or twice a day at least, we're now getting doses of multivitamin levels of those little micronutrients, mm -hmm. right? And then so then we gobble down our multivitamin. And then we also, oh, we also have a hair, skin, and nail multivitamin because we have hair loss. Mm -hmm. And now we've, now we've taken seven doses of multivitamin in a day. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. So when we talk about meal replacement- And I haven't heard anything about actual food in there <laughs> I haven't heard I, in any of that discussion has this person eaten any real food, which is if you're going to have a meal replacement, the idea is that there is actual other food happening in your life. Right, Neil? I mean, yeah, 100%. Right, hopefully. I would hope that that would be the case. And it, it it's a huge point in that what we're trying to do is replace a meal, preferably actually just replace a single snack One. with our bit, our active lifestyles. We need this sometimes, right? To maintain healthy weights, just to make sure that we're getting the macronutrients that we need. I'm okay with it. I'm just not okay with it being used so frequently and in the manner that it normally is. So, Absolutely. so, you know, when we're, when we're here in this zone, uh, you know, and again, we'll talk about how to eat healthy and, and all of that, but you know, the, the, the cliff notes version, every time you eat something, whether it's a meal or a snack, a shake, a meal replacement, whatever it is, you need proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates like fruits and vegetables. Those are the things that should be a component of every snack or meal that you eat. That's what it makes a meal healthy. That's what makes a food healthy, right? And so when we're looking for meal replacement shakes, we have to remember, as Mark's saying, it's 
just a one-time thing. It shouldn't be your mainstay of nutrition. You shouldn't be looking for this to cover all of the bases all at once because that's not really what the intention is. If you have four meal replacements a day and that's your meals, yeah. you are going to sink fast. And right. I know people do it and I'm not and I'm not judging anybody who's trying to get extra calories, extra protein, those macronutrients that people don't hit, like Neil's saying, you do need to supplement. People don't get enough protein in their diets. Yeah. But if you're going about this nutrition plan and you're saying to me, I have a shake and then a bar and then a shake and then a bar, that is a dangerous plan. Totally a dangerous plan. And and that's where, where we need to remember that these things are supplements. We supplement an already healthy life is really what the best use of supplements are. So, you know, the conversation, should there be multivitamins or, or micronutrients like peppered into your meal replacement? And, and that answer is yes, if it's truly a once a day thing and you're not using other multivitamins, right? That makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, we really shouldn't be shopping for meal replacement products uh, that have all of these ingredients if there's any chance that we're going to have it more than once a day. And there are plenty of people that can't have a regular diet that are having difficulty maintaining weight and they need these kinds of things to get through the day. And those are the people that definitely want to avoid meal replacement products that are just peppered with micronutrients. And this seems counterintuitive. So it's important that we stay on this because it seems like that should be what I seek out. It should be what I do. This young woman who came to you thought she was coming and asking a reasonable thing. Like, why don't you have more nutrition in your stuff? Neil? Right. Yeah. I, and I think that we have to, just like we talked about in our one conversation around calories, how that doesn't represent nutrition, micronutrients, the 26 or 27 that are found in those A to Z multivitamins don't represent nutrition either, right? Nutrition is from the foods and the foods will have proteins, fats, phytonutrients, all sorts of extra stuff, fiber, right? All the of that great stuff. stuff. Good stuff. And it's going to have some vitamins and it's going to have vitamins in lots of different forms as, you know, it's a plant and there's all sorts of cool chemical stuff going on in there. But that's it's not just those things. And so nutrition is more than uh, vitamins. And so so truly, like when you see these shakes that have all this stuff, it's 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 dog food. It's literally there to tell you that it's to give you the impression that it's healthy when really it's not. It's not healthy to get too many uh, micronutrients and multiple days worth of multivitamins in a single burst. It's not healthy to get these these concoctions with all of these extra ingredients. And what I've been noticing recently with meal replacements, and not recently, it's it seems like forever. Any of these like uh, Quest bars and things, and I and I love Quest bars, so don't I'm not and I'm not particularly choosing a brand over another, but just to say, I I do meal replacements part of my day. I yeah, do. it's part of my diet. I build it in because I have foods built into we'll get into all that but mm -hmm. to say this industry that sells us these things sells us the and i have one right here i'll show you Ooh, like it's down. yeah so it's it's caramel chocolate chunk right so this yeah. looks like a candy but look at it yeah it looks like a candy bar so this is the opposite of what you're saying mm -hmm. it's, it's actually trying to draw in former fat people like me yeah who don't want to eat healthy right? right it's it's the inverse so it's it's yeah. playing on my emotions neil yeah it makes me think what i'm having is a chocolate candy bar which actually it's a good way for me to get fiber and i i'm always f under fiber so that's yeah. part of my sort of uh, that I've done an assessment. I've worked with my body. I know yeah. what I'm doing. I've talked to my doctors, all this, all the things that Neil talks about doing, I I've done mm -hmm. because I have to, right. I don't have a choice. Like some folks do. I don't have the luxury of not being able, like I have to pay attention to this stuff because of the surgery. Yep. But they're, they're marketing this stuff. Look, 
like it's a like it's a candy bar. Yeah. And that's not a candy bar, Neil. It's right. not a candy right. bar. And then they market the meal replacement shakes as if it's a it's a Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and it's not. It's and not. so I think we've beaten this now to death. I it's think dead. I think the scenes from the apothecary is over. And it's still flowing and sexy. <laughs> My hair is still blowing that, in the wait, wind. Wait, this wasn't that one. This was the oh, werewolves. This, this, is, is, were- this oh, is young Frankenstein oh, is what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do as seen on Reddit. And just to review, I spend too much time on Reddit. I spend far too much time looking at the social media uh, behemoth that it is, looking at everybody's nonsense online and hoping to get some memes, you know, that little dopamine scratching that people do with the internet. The So the big thing, though, I subscribe for some stupid reason to the supplement and nutrition subreddits. Well, that's because that's what you do for a living. <laughs> so you should subscribe to things that you're remotely connected to. Yeah. I mean, so there's clearly a reason why, but I, I think it's more it's like making you angry. It's making me, it's more yeah. like a punishment sure. is really what it feels like. Most social media is that way though. When yeah. you think about it, you're going for that dopamine scratch, but you're not actually feeling better anytime you've ever left. You just uh, feel, you don't, you don't feel good. Dirty. Yeah. The entire gross. time. So, mm-hmm. so that's what this is, is that I spend time on Reddit. I'm subscribed to these uh, subreddits and there's, questions going on. And uh, I guess what I want to have accomplished here and what we'll try to do whenever we do these things isn't to beat up on the person or to beat up on our belief systems, but it's just to kind of talk about the way we make decisions around these supplements. And I'm not really obviously going to make any assumptions about these people. I know nothing about them. Um, and, And that part of the conversation is of course, super critical. This person may not need a probiotic because of whatever reason. So I'm not going to kind of make assumptions about people. I'm not going to judge people. I'm not going to beat people up, but But I will, (laughs) but we have to talk about our decision-making process that gets us to the point where we are asking strangers on the internet, what they think about these supplements and then make critical decisions around our supplements based on that feedback from strangers. And that's what you've been talking about, this shopping around technique of like, well, somebody on the internet said, and so now I do blank. Yeah. You know, somebody on the internet or somebody I met on the street, literally, or someone I saw at the back of a pharmacy said, I take this for this, mm-hmm. I listened to them, and now I take it for that. And right. that's, this is the internet version of that. Yep. And that folks are putting their picture of their medicine up on the internet. Instead of going to a doctor, yeah. they're putting it on the internet and going, hey, random person with an internet hand what do you think about my current vitamin stack? What? <laughs> yeah, Harry Butt 2022. Yeah, Harry like, Butt 2022 is not the guy. Like, vitamin D. And, and that's, we were just talking about this with podcasts. This idea that amateurs are yeah. actual people who have knowledge and skill at a level that they would like to yeah. is, and, and it's it's deeper than an imposter syndrome. They're actually imposters. Yeah, they're so, posers. So they're actual posers. They're not actually people who know this stuff well enough to be able to speak to it and yet feel super confident that they can and should. Yeah, it's it's a wild thing. And again, the, the point here is to help people identify the steps that you can take uh, because, as Mark said, they're not going to dot, dot, dot expert. Who would be that expert? Who 
would be the person that they could turn to? How could they get this advice? That's a big question, right? And I'm trying to answer that, but I also want to give people the tools that they can answer that question on their own. And the fact that somebody can get to the internet quickly and get an answer is more important to that individual than it is to seek out a Neil doctor Mm -hmm. who can sit with you and actually have this conversation. So you could sit with Neil at his office or you could do a virtual visit with him and talk supplement strategy, but you're not going to do that. What you're going to do is take a one quick picture of all your vitamins and then throw it up on Reddit for people to judge. (laughs) That's what you're going to do. Stop picking on people. I'm not picking on them. I'm saying that's something that people would, but, but I see the thinking, right? And that's the same thing we talk about with the nutrition stuff. I see how we get here. We get here with the, with the fitness, with the nutrition. We get here because it's the path of least resistance. It's much harder for me to reach out to you because I have to have an interaction. Like I didn't ask you about my saw palmetto. I just started taking it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I have access to you. I could literally text you. You're closer to me than most people would be to get access to a a holistic pharmacist. So when you don't have access to that and I have access and I didn't use it when you don't even know that that's out there, you're going to go to the internet and get bad information possibly. Okay. So let's look at this. This Mm -hmm. was titled, is this, is this excessive? My wife always busts on me for taking so much stuff. Good for your wife. Uh, so there's a picture here, and uh, we're going to put it up on the video podcast, but essentially it is six bottles uh, uh, <laughs> lined up across with another set of six bottles on top because there's a lot. There's like there's a solid 12, solid and then 12. there's no mention of how many of each thing that they take, but I'm going to start left to right, and I'll just kind of go through what we see here. So I see a magnesium glycinate, a vitamin K2, omega-3 fish oil, vitamin C, EGCG, and then on the top row, digestive enzymes, turmeric, curcumin, Vita Soleil D3, vitamin B complex, and a multivitamin. Okay. That's a lot of stuff, right? And now, you know, that being said, I recommend the vital five, the five nutrients almost everybody would benefit from that are missing from the best diets that have some of the best science to back them up. Uh, And your vital five represented here (laughs) anywhere and, and how much so, Neil? So, so, and again, like, the vital five is five. So at minimum, I'm saying five things, but I'm saying five nutrients. I'm saying five different important categories. Um, I'm not necessarily saying everybody has to have vital five, but when we talk about what supplements should I take, the conversation should be, well, let's start with the vital five. That's the starting point for everything, because these are the things that have all the data that can affect the long-term health of multiple body systems. And you're probably not getting in your diet. So Omega-3, probiotics, bone support, which is like calcium and vitamin D, protein and multivitamins, right? And so I'm looking at this and there's a bunch of boxes checked off here. I'm seeing that the omega-3 box is checked off. There's no probiotic. I'm seeing magnesium, vitamin K, vitamin D. Those are bone support nutrients. I don't see any proteins here and I see a multivitamin. So of the Vital 5, they're kind of hitting on those things. That's really great. Um, So, you know, and when, so we talk about supplement strategy, we start with the Vital 5. Let's make sure that we have those on board, but then we need a checkup to kind of make sure that we're actually getting the right doses and forms of these vital five nutrients. You can take a vital five, but then not be getting enough of it. And that doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, but we don't make those connections. And that's the reflex that I'm trying to help you build. And and the absorption's a thing too, right? Like I, I, again, I'm not like, I'm not a professional in any of this. So just, yeah. this is me being you guys out in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a nutrition person. I had to lose weight and you guys know my story, but for me, I notice that when I take a certain vitamin or I, or I find myself, depending on time of day, depending on how I eat and get my nutrients in, 
it, it changes the f- whole entire flow of my day, how my yeah. body reacts, how my brain works, all of those things. And it's connected to the nutrition. Like when you say probiotic, I'm all, I'm thinking like I make sure that I'm eating yogurt because mm-hmm. I want to have that good digestion stuff happening yeah. for me. So I try to get some of this stuff from the foods I eat. But I know, like you said, even if I eat really well, which I try to, I'm still not going to hit those nutritional right. gains. I so need that. Probiotics, for example, yeah. you know, you'd have to have multiple cups of yogurt typically to get the doses of the strains that would have a health benefit in humans. And I can't eat that much yogurt. Right. Because then there's calories yeah. and then you would just throw up. And so, and so absorb. So let's, what we're going to do with this is really kind of speak to, uh, uh, the absorption side of things. Sure. Like that's a really good kind of, uh, segue. So, um, when it comes to choosing your nutrients and, and let's just focus on this gentleman's, uh, vital five, um, it's important that you recognize two important pieces. One, just because you're putting something in your mouth doesn't mean that it's getting into your bloodstream and into your body. Two, there is a connection between the the thing and the right amount of the thing. And that's a really weird conversation. And uh, I want to talk to that first. So when we take Advil, we know that if we buy Advil, we know if we buy Advil from sea to shining sea, it's going to be 200 milligrams in Always. each thing. Yep. And we have taken Advil and we know that I need three Advil when I drink a bottle of wine. Everyone knows <laughs> the amount of Advil they need. They need to do the thing. Everybody if, knows. If you came into my store and I sold you Neil's Advil and there's 10 milligrams of Advil in there. You would get pissed at me because that's about one twentieth of what you really need. I need enough Advil, bro. That's right. And so we don't make that connection, though, when we talk about supplements. When we talk about supplements, that same thought process has to happen. How do we get those numbers? Where do those numbers come? Well, how much omega-3 do you need? Well, that's where science comes in. We would Mm -hmm. hope that we would have have some studies that are connecting the ingredient to a dose, to a disease, or to some sort of health concern, right? And so, for example, we just had the vitamin D thing come up where they found that there was no dose of vitamin D3 that was beneficial to fracture risk right? Which is a new concept. But that's a study that we at least said, all right, so let's try 2000 units a day uh, for, you know, five years to see if that helps. And it didn't in that specific situation. For that, for that specific issue. For that specific issue. Omega-3, they've done studies where they test a thousand milligrams and then they test 3000. A thousand doesn't do anything and 3000 does something. Right. Um, so that's an important thing that we have to the, the when I say, you know, you're not getting enough of this, you're not getting enough of that. It's based on what data we have connecting the diseases to the ingredients. And so I it's often, fascinating. So if I take yeah. a thousand of omega three and I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm an omega three monster. I'm getting my all my omega threes and I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And that's well, it's not that I guess it's not that yeah. you're not doing anything. I think it's more to the point like what is the expected outcome. Mm -hmm. So is omega-3 going to make you healthier at a thousand milligrams? I don't think that it, we can really make that argument. I think you're healthier than doing nothing. It's kind of like saying, if I just have a piece of salmon a few days a week, is that healthy? Of course that's healthy. That's a great protein. It's got healthy fats in it. it, but is it going to lower cholesterol? We don't have that data. Is it going to increase your heart health? Is it going to reduce inflammation? Well, probably not at those doses. And none of these things by themselves are going to do any of that. That's and true. So that's yeah, the other that's piece another is, good, is good we want to 
point. separate out everything and go, okay, well, this is because of the omega-3. But in reality, if, yeah. if we're if we're really approaching this in a holistic way, like you're describing, yeah. what we're doing is taking on the major risk factors first before yep. we even start putting a supplement into our body. That's right. And so, so I think I've driven home the point about dosing and making sure that we're aware that we can't just take something that has a label that says omega-3 fish oil without understanding how much of what of an omega-3 fish oil I need to take. And that's where, like what you were saying, like my Vital 5 checkup program, that's what we do. We look at your supplements, pull out the Vital 5, and then we determine what, uh, where you're at. We're going to give you a report card, you know, oh. uh, on how your Vital 5 stacks up and what you can do to tweak your Vital 5 to make them more effective for you. We're going to do mine here. <laughs> that's another, that's, that's a, a whole other day. Yeah, that's a whole other day. That's a mess. <laughs> so the other point, again, was about the idea that if you take something, it may not get into your body. And there's two very clear examples of that in this uh, person's regimen. The first is the magnesium. So uh, magnesium is a mineral. And so minerals don't exist in nature as magnesium. They're always stuck to something else. That's just kind of the way that it works. They're, they're, that's, it's called the form of the nutrient. It's what it's stuck to. So in this situation, this person is taking magnesium glycinate. It's an amino acid. Okay. So that's good. And that that's what we want to see. We I like amino see, acids. Yes. A, a, a mineral bound to an amino acid will typically have better what's called bioavailability or the amount of of the thing that you take that gets into the blood, right? Um, so, so this is a good mechanism whereby to get magnesium in your body is what you're it's saying. It's magnesium glycinate, right? Okay. So like by finding these, uh, what are often referred to as chelated minerals, but essentially it's it's a good form of the magnesium. But a lot of people wouldn't make that connection Well, I wouldn't know all. that. So they wouldn't just the know. fact that you explained that, right. I would look at magnesium glycop flat <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, magnesium glass, blah, blah, blah. And right. I would just take it, right? right? Like, so what you're describing is actually really cool science, which is like, it's, it's, it's bound to the right thing that's going to get it into your system. Right. Knowing that's a big deal. A big time because the two predominant forms of magnesium are magnesium oxide and magnesium citrate. And if you your doctor says to you, I need you to take more magnesium, they're not going to have the conversation around glycinate and bioavailability. They're going to say, go take magnesium oxide. Magnesium oxide has about a 5% absorption rate. So about 5% of it actually gets into the blood and the rest of it stays in the gut. Mm. And that's bad if that sounds you nasty. don't want to poop. But yeah. if you need to poop, oh. that's really good. Okay. So magnesium oxide, magnesium citrate are laxatives. Okay. And in my pharmacy, that's how we sell them. We sell them as laxatives because most of it does not get absorbed in the blood. It stays in the gut, in the colon, and then it causes all the water from your blood to rush into your colon, which increases your bowel movements. It's called an osmotic laxative, right? If you're looking to take magnesium to help out with your blood or your bones or anything like that, taking magnesium oxide or magnesium citrate is a really, really, really ineffective way to do so. And you can, that's, that's a big deal though, because if my doctor yeah. says to me, go take magnesium oxide, I'm taking that as gospel. Like, yeah. I, like I don't do any more research. Like if right. a doctor says, take this specific thing, I'm going to take it. And yeah. so I wouldn't even talk to you about it. So this is a problem. Yeah. You got to fix this. I'm going to fix it. Right, we're going to, we're going to educate people and, and they're going to okay. have the tools to be able to make these decisions better. I'm learning so, so much. So, so yeah. So the, the big thing here, this person's regimen, there's, there are products here that shouldn't be taken, but you know, making sure that we understand the dose and understanding the form, very important. One more little example of absorption that is unrelated to the form of it and just the nature of the thing uh, that I will talk about is turmeric. So he's got a turmeric supplement here, one of the most adulterated products on the market. And I can go into detail about that. We're going to save that for another little tidbit some other time. Nice. Uh, but you have to be very careful about quality with turmeric. Our body 
doesn't want to absorb turmeric. And that's an important thing too. There are plenty of nutrients or uh, vitamins or there are supplements, herbs that our body actively works to make sure we don't get into our system. Isn't that cool? And turmeric is one of those. And so turmeric is really poorly absorbed from the GI tract. It's highly metabolized as soon as it is absorbed into the body. So what they'll do as a little trick is they will use a black pepper extract and that extract blocks the enzymes that metabolize turmeric which is super cool. That's a neat approach. It's That's very cool. cool. They actually do that with HIV drugs. They, they give- Your body's going to try to attack it, right? Yeah. The, oh. the HIV drugs are metabolized quickly by the liver. So then they throw in like a wrench to break that machine. So that way the, you can maintain higher drug levels. Awesome. of the, It's really cool how they neat. can nerd out on this stuff. Yeah, I like this. But that's a problem, right? Because when you're on HIV meds, your doctor's closely managing your regimen and knows that, okay, so I'm giving them something that's causing this potential drug interaction. If I take other things that are metabolized by that enzyme, I'm going to be in big trouble. I'm going to be, you know, overdose potentially from those things because I can't break them down because I'm taking this other thing to stop that from happening. And so with turmeric and this black pepper extract, that's a risk, right? So you're taking this thing to wedge up your machine to not break down stuff. If you take something that's metabolized by that enzyme, that could be problematic. And, and this, I would have never, this guy, no way this guy thought of it. I would never zero. have thought all of these, like the interactions of these things together, what you're describing is so important because yeah. I would think I'm taking 57 medicines here. So yeah. I'm good. I got all, look at all these cool vitamins I got. I got all <laughs> yeah. vitamins and minerals. That's what it says on my, on my, uh, on my box. Of, for my uh, pictures of fruit. These things look healthy. <laughs> I, I understand that, t- you know, I'm doing something. I have the I'm autonomy. Actively I'm, doing something. I'm making decisions for my health. Uh, I'm spending my resources, yeah. but there's the o- whole other side of the conversation that's missing. And that's that's why supplement strategies are uber critical and understanding these things should be your your focus. If you're going to take these things, you really have to kind of dive deep into what they really are and what it is that you're actually doing to your body. And his wife's making fun of him, but she's got a point. Like, bro, take a look at all this. Like, do you really need all this stuff? Like, talk to Dr. Neil. He'll help you. Yeah. Like, you should not be on. Look at the picture, Neil. There's like 5 million bottles. I can't even keep track of it. How do you travel? We're talking about traveling. How do you travel with all that? They'll pull you over with all those. Yeah, it looks illegal. So I think the, the good summary of this is, bro. Bro. RTD Fitness is a workout community that focuses on accessible bodyweight exercises for all fitness levels. Partnering with other top instructors from around the world, there are daily workouts and archive workouts through Project Mayhem. There's an app for tracking your workouts, nutrition, water intake, and for community support, and so much more. Individual classes can be booked or VIP access, the best deal in fitness, is available for a monthly charge. Search RTD Fitness on Facebook or go to the link houseoffortune.ca forward slash fitness.html. So in this scene from The Apothecary, Mark. I don't want to hear about your hair blowing in the breeze <laughs> and, the, and the romantic. No, this one was so uh, totally different. I was bowling, right? Oh. And, and I come home okay. and there's dudes in my house. They like start to beat me up. They put my head in the toilet. Wow. And then they accuse my wife of owing money all over town. And then somebody pees on my rug. And Wait like, a minute. I've seen this I movie. To- what, come again? I've seen this movie. It's, uh, this is not, this is. This is just your opinion, man, is what this is. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're referring to. Oh. But anyway, so the, the room, the rug really tied the room together. And then after that, okay. we had somebody that asked me, um, you know, I have a broken bone and I heard that calcium helps out. 
Okay. Great place to start. Great place. I've heard that as well. Yeah. So like I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm an idiot, half idiot. I think if you said to me, you if you said to me, idiot. I'm complete idiot. <laughs> if you said to me, Mark, calcium works well for broken bones yeah. and you said it, yeah. right? Cause you're somebody I exalt as a person. I don't exalt him, yeah. a person who I put a, a, you know, a little bit of a knowledgeable person in this realm. Yeah. So if you were to say to me, calcium helps bones, I'd buy it. Yeah. And calcium does help bones. It's okay. an important building block for bones. But however, uh, however, um, it's not really going to help with a broken bone. Taking calcium supplements is going to decrease your healing time or anything like that. There's no data to support that. And trust me, the orthopods, the the doctors that deal with bones, they would love it if that happened. If there was a way to to expedite healing and make bones stronger, they would be all on board for it. You know, um, it, I don't buy into the whole like, oh, well, it's better to keep your bones fragile. Like that's not for real. Um, but this person was very insistent that they wanted to take every step that they possibly could to make sure that they were, um, you know, helping their bones as best as possible. So we'll pause here. This yes. is a good approach. Yes. This is a person coming from the right mindset, yep. which is I'd like to do all of the maximizing I can of my body right now. Yep particularly because I'm in an acute situation with my body. So I need help right now, right. which fits totally into our, our whole schema here. I'm very happy with that conversation. The unfortunate part is if I say, then do these things, this is going to help out your bones right now, that would be unethical because it's not true. So I have an honest conversation with her and say, listen, we can talk about bone health and making the best decisions for yourself, but we're, we have to be much more strategic. You know, the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago and today. So if we're here today, we didn't do all of the things to make sure our bones super healthy. And even if we did, we could still break a bone because we right. trip and fall on something. Um, you know, we have to now make the best decisions. So and let's, I'll, and I'll talk mm -hmm. about that with stretching too. I don't want to get sure. too into the fitness stuff, but people think if I stretch, I'm going to prevent injury. There's no such thing as preventing injury. But if you have a range of motion that works, you're less likely to get injured. Does that make sense? So it's similar to this process, which is if your body is the way you needed it to be and you've been doing the things for those 20 years, your bone health is going to be better. It's going to build a baseline, right? Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. So this person had already made the decision that calcium was going to be for them. And they also had followed directions from the internet, which was a bad thing. Mm, we love said, that here. <laughs> which said take a lot of calcium. Oh, so better. Good. She was taking about 2,400 milligrams, which is double the recommended daily allowance for a woman over 40. And so there's, there was a few things that we had to unpack here. First is like being more strategic about our supplements. Second is the idea of um, overdosing and, and the complications. So she wants to help her bones, but then is potentially putting herself at risk short term for, you know, kidney stones uh, or, you know, just even gastric upset. Uh, but then long term, high dose calcium has been shown to increase the risk of hardening of the arteries. Hardening I was going to say, just thinking about all that mm -hmm. calcium sort of flowing through your body, just yeah. from a scientific standpoint, just doesn't seem like it seems like you're, you're gunking up the works, right? Yeah. I mean, just really like calcification of the arteries happens from long term calcium supplements. Will happen, and it'll happen anyway, right? And so you're going to have calcification sort of regardless, right? So yeah. if you add to that, that's going to make it worse. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to do it. And oh, like yeah. that's the, the, the layman's way to think about it. It's like we have doses to establish how much we need, but then also how much would be too much. And she's taking it for the wrong reason, right? So we're always talking about the dose and the reason. Mm -hmm. She's taking it thinking it's going to do this one thing, which it's absolutely, according to science and you, not. Yeah. Right. And this reminds me of somebody who gets diagnosed with COVID and runs out and grabs all the stuff and like all the stuff that people use for COVID, like vitamin D, it, it 
it's already too late. The ship has sailed. And taking you should megadosa, have already had that yeah, already. Two of megado- two, the megadoses at that point isn't really going to be beneficial. So we want to kind of dial it back a but little bit. But people think, Neil, and this is the thinking stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop a nuclear bomb on this. Okay, yeah. I have COVID. I'm going to drop all the vitamin D that's ever existed into my body. And I'm yeah. going to nuclear, just fry the earth with this vitamin D. That's not going to work. My psychological, uh, my psychologically inclined friends would say <laughs> that uh, it, it's a it's an illusion of control. Sure, is really what it is. We want to be in control of these things. When something bad happens, we want something to change. Like when, you broke your bone, yeah, and so you want the bone to want, heal faster. Yeah, and totally fine. Yeah. So the conversation really was around dosing and forms of calcium, which is a part of optimizing your vital five. And that's what I said to her. I said, "Listen, there are things that you can do right now that for sure will help." Your long-term bone health. It's not going to do anything for this problem right now. But if you want to use this thing, we just need to be more strategic and responsible about it. So we found her a better form of calcium. There are forms of calcium that are worse. Calcium carbonate, calcium citrate's okay. But those forms have poor absorption. So we use calcium hydroxyapatite in our store. She's not vegan. And we'll talk about all of these decisions later. There's plenty of information on the blog. The bigger point here is about how we just kind of handle it. Find a better form of calcium. And we told her about the dose. Now, this is an important thing to talk about with this. When we talk about the Vital 5, it's the Vital 5 nutrients, not supplements. And one of the big problems with calcium use over time, I would say the 90s and 2000s, was that the recommendation was somebody to take 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium. But really, it's 1,200 milligrams is the recommended daily allowance of calcium total, meaning like diet and supplements. So people were eating three to 400 and then taking 1500, which was a little bit too much. uh, Now we know and getting nearly 2000, almost double what they should be getting. And that's what led to a lot of the problems, especially because they were using the wrong forms of calcium as well. So in this situation, telling the person that instead of going for 2000 because the internet told them, let's use science. 1200 is the total that you should have in your diet. I would estimate that you're eating about three to 400. So you only need about eight to 900 milligrams of calcium period. So I literally cut her dose in half, if not more. And we're using math and science here, folks, which Mm -hmm. I know is a triggering thing for a lot of the listeners. So if you're not into (laughs) math and science, we are not the podcast for you because what we're trying to do is cut through the noise and the chaos. Yeah. She thought calcium, which it's true, helps bones. Mm -hmm. So she came to Neil, the bone expert. He know who knows more about bones than Neil. And Uh, I'm I'm trying Mm -hmm. really hard to not make these jokes. All the bone jokes. I've been (laughs) really, really honestly effective up to this point. Yeah. What I'll say is she wanted to do this the right way. This is the problem that we have, Neil, is this misinformation. There's 20 years of misinformation around calcium you're describing that's led people to take too much calcium. So how else are they going to hear about this? If they don't come here, they're going to still think that 2,000 milligrams of of calcium's the right amount for your body. And that's why I think we have the greatest podcast that was ever created. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. without, Without doubt. So we got her on a more responsible calcium dose, but essentially what I'm doing as I'm having the conversation is stressing the importance of the vital five and how we don't want to just jump to a supplement and just start taking it. We need to connect the evidence and the dose and prioritize. So now we've got the calcium under control. What are other bone building nutrients? She wants to know. So we go through vitamin D and then other uh, micronutrients like magnesium and vitamin K and stuff like that. And we discern that she has a good diet like most people. So those other bone building nutrients aren't really necessary at this point. But then what I also said is that our bones are made up of proteins, collagen, right? And so that's what makes up our bones besides calcium is 
collagen. So we need to make sure that we're getting the proper protein, which is another vital five. So then we talked about how to buy protein and specifically why we want collagen. And we figured out what her protein requirements were for the day. She was a little deficient. So imagine that. So if somebody wants to heal their bones the best way they possibly can, they read about calcium. I know calcium and bones. I know those two words go together. If it was an SAT thing, I would get that analogy, right? But she wasn't getting enough protein, which is the building blocks for her bones, right? So from a strategic uh, standpoint, we're, we're kind of jumping ahead. We need to make sure that we're addressing the things that we need to address. Nutrition is a big part of it. If you can't get the nutrition from your diet, which there are five nutrients I've found that that tends to be the, the case, then we supplement, but we have to supplement in a much more strategic manner. And so we have now added collagen, vitamin D, and calcium to this person's mix in a much more responsible way. Yeah, her long-term bone health is going to be uh, uh, much more productive than what it was before, you know? Um, so you gave her the D, gave her, her the- bone's going to be better, and that's what we're talking <laughs> uh, about. Okay, wrap it up. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So so then, you know, from so from a supplement strategy standpoint, we, we were able to kind of like optimize a vital five for her. And that's the first step in a, a successful supplement strategy. And so from here on out, so the other supplements she was taking will hopefully be much more efficient and she'll be using it a little bit more responsibly at least questioning how she's using her other supplements because now she's learned that vital lesson. What better way to end this whole segment than to, than to use a perfect example of how we've been building towards this discussion. This is a, a specific example of how using that pyramid, using the holistic model, and then taking that and, and using it in a very specific way for this person. Uh, just a great, a great uh, example of this in the real life scenario. Thank you for that, Mark, and thank you for keeping the jokes G-rated. I, I did very. I've tried PG thirteen. At least, probably yeah, like Goonies level. So here's the big question that I get all the time: is like, what supplement should I take? And and it's either what supplement should I take to help with some health concern, like my gut, or for sleep, or for my joints, and not the weed joint Woodstock, like the actual joints in mm-hmm. your body. Yep. Or what supplement should I take to be the healthiest that I can be? And my answer is always the vital five. That's where we start when we talk about supplements. The five nutrients that almost everyone would benefit from. Snap, crackle, pop. (laughs) And Mitch. Remember that Mitch? Mitch. Um, So these supplements are considered vital because we don't get enough from our food, even if we have awesome diets. They benefit multiple body systems, and they have some of the largest bodies of research when it comes to supplements. Those vital five are omega-3, probiotics, bone support supplements, protein, and specifically collagen. I'm on a real big collagen kick lately. My and protein game is huge. It's on It's on point. Oh, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Huge. And multivitamins. That's the ah, five, right? So some people may already be on one or more of these things, but oftentimes they're not the right dose or the form. You know, they take their fish oil, but they're getting one-tenth the dose and spending 20 bucks and they're, they're just not doing anything, right? So I ask people, how does your supplement stack stack up? Get a no-spin, one-to-one supplement evaluation with the holistic pharmacist, me, Dr. Neil Smoller, and in just 15 minutes, we'll create an easy-to-follow, science-backed supplement strategy that works for you. It's simple. You show us what you got. We evaluate those vital five supplements against a strict set of evidence-based standards, and then you get your personalized vital five checkup. Learn about my Vital Five or schedule yourself a Vital Five checkup at drneal.co forward slash Vital Five. Drneal.co slash Vital Five. D R 
N-E-A-L dot C-O forward slash Vital5, V-I-T-A-L-F-I-V-E. Get 50% off with the coupon code podcast at drneil.co slash Vital5. So, Mark, I thought a really cool bit would be to uh, talk about health and wellness memes and just kind of like joke about them and, and kind it. of e- extrapolate. So I saw this great one my friend Dana just posted. And uh, here's the meme. So it says, you, why do I feel terrible? Well, your body says, coffee's not a meal. Mm. Eat a vegetable. Sleep. And then you say, I guess we'll never know. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess, guess, I guess, guess there's no way to know what we should be doing here, huh? <laughs> right. So let's talk about this a bit because like clearly this is a real thing, right, that we do. We, uh, how do we short circuit this? Uh, this mentality, like, you know, you have it, I have it. What, what do you do? It. You know, for, for me, I, one of the things that I think is, uh, is the trick, uh, sort of, of, of all of the mindset stuff. And we're going to talk a lot about mindset when it comes to fitness and it comes to uh, nutrition choices. The biggest piece for me is no one doesn't know what to do. Like you, like, like, <laughs> right. you know, like, you know, and so, yeah. and so when people talk to me about like nutrition, they're not talking to me because they want my information. They're talking to me usually because they want to prove that I'm doing something differently and that isn't available to them. Yeah. And so, and a lot it's of the stuff. It's a way to stuff, discharge it just, their, it, their responsibility, It disconnects right? them from mm-hmm. whatever work I've had to do. Mm-hmm. They don't want or care to do that work mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah. And so they're coming to me with looking for maybe a different shortcut or some sort of trick or, or something that I did. And sometimes people use my surgery as that. And it's like, yeah. there are lots of people who have had weight loss surgery who don't lose weight or gain all of that weight back and then some. And yeah. so if you don't make those changes into how you think about your body and how it takes in food and fuel, like it's a joke because it's like, oh, I just pour water and, and coffee and craziness into my body yeah. and expect it to work. But your body does need these pieces. And so how do you move from a place where all I do is drink iced coffees all day right. to planning out a nutrition plan? Like that's that's more important than anything else that you're doing in this. Like if you can get from like, I realize that all I'm doing is drinking coffee and you can laugh at the meme, yeah. that's going to get you to at least a little recognition that like there's something not working here. Right. And I think, you know, my my point of bringing this up, it, it just t- touches on the idea how we are using these simple fixes yeah. uh, to make us get through the day. Yep. Uh, and we probably aren't implementing the things that are healthy because it seems daunting. It seems it's like long term. Nobody wants long term goals. It's, yeah, right. It seems like it takes too long. Yeah. It seems like it's a lot of work. We don't we don't prioritize to it. And I think that's really my uh, my take home with these kinds of conversations is like, what's important to you? Well, we have to make important things important and uh, eating well, eating on time, having enough fluids and taking care of ourselves just so we at least don't feel terrible, like the meme says, is probably the important, right? So I think prioritizing towards that is something that we all have to do. And, it, it, you know, it's we can joke about this and we can kind of turn it into a meme. But how true is it? It, it rings true for all of us. Totally. And, and part of it, too, for me is... What I what I want to stress and I think is important is that folks aren't going to get the results that they want right away. Right. And I I think that's the part that is hard about all of this is if you drink a glass of water today, you're not going to see any benefit from that other than you're going to pee a lot. Yeah. But your body, all of all of your cells need water. 
And so, and so just getting enough water, like I'm a water maniac. Like all I tell people, like any problem that anybody has, I tell them to drink more water because if you're not hydrated, your body is shot or drated or drated, just drated up, bro. Drated. I'm straight drated, son. (laughs) If I can get drated on that level, then my body has a fighting chance at these other pieces. If I'm not keeping myself hydrated, if I'm just throwing coffee at this thing and I'm not getting that hydration in, my body can't work the way that it needs to, to process any of these things. I can't get those supplements to absorb. I can't get the food that I'm, the nutrition out of the food that I need if I'm not drinking the water. So a lot of these pieces are boring consistent approaches to health and wellness. Nobody wants a boring answer. Everybody wants an exciting, fun answer. Like, so I try to make it exciting and fun. Yeah, and here's what trying. I, here's what I, here's what I say to these folks, right? So, uh, somebody comes to the store, they say, I want something natural. And I say, no, you don't like, you don't. let's get honest because what's more natural than sleeping on time. What's more natural. You don't like, want that. You, you want to stop. You want to sleep. Well, go camping. That's the most natural thing you can do. You want to stop feeling like garbage? Eat a vegetable, like the meme is saying, right? Stop drinking coffee constantly. Um, So the question about uh, I want more natural means I I want a shortcut that is pseudo-pharmacological that will make me feel better that's kind of like coffee or kind of like a super diet pill that I can just take one pill and then drop all the weight, right? And there have been diet pills successfully over time that have done that for folks. Yeah, methamphetamine. People people have taken meth and Mm -hmm. it's worked effectively because it makes you skinnier. It makes you crazy (laughs) and it ramps you up, but it'll work. It'll get you there. And Mm so how do you want to get to these places? How do you want to get to this point? And I think the other piece of this, and and I I don't know if we've talked about it here, but the idea of sort of figuring out my why is less about like, like, like why I'm doing this, like, so that I can envision and feel guilty about like the people I'm letting down. That's not why we need a why. We need a why to, to help us stay focused in those moments when we're slipping or we're finding ourselves sliding into old patterns of behavior. Why is it that I'm doing this? Not who I'm doing it for, because some people get confused about their why, like their why is I'm doing it for my wife. I'm doing it for my kid. That's well and good. And you should, because those folks need you, but that's not what the why really is about. Your why is what started this for you to begin with? What was that moment that you said, I cannot live like this any longer. That's the one I go back to. Like I go back to where I am with that. And so that's helpful for me to stay focused. Excellent. I think we beat this one to death as we do. I think part of our problem here, Mark, is that we just talk too goddamn much. (laughs) It's it's a podcast. I mean, it's good. We have to do this. We got to fill space. We got to figure out how to like be more succinct. We're gonna truncate. We're it. gonna work on this. We're only on episode what seven or six. I don't even. We've know got so we many episodes at this point. <laughs> it's hard to try. Right, back to the episode. In this scene at the apothecary, I'm under attack. Ooh, the, there's ninjas everywhere. No, katanas. But Kata- thankfully, katana they have katanas. Wow. And like, not that they got at the mall, like, legitly made the good katanas. Ones? But I'm a world class assassin, and I've got my yellow jumpsuit with the black stripe, and I just clean house. It's gory, it's a little over the top, but, you know, I even stop a dude's heart with like a little punchy thing that looks like I'm data entering into a spreadsheet. Wow. And so for some like, reason, there's a lot of kill bill going on there's here. A, okay. There's a lot of shots of my bare feet for some reason. That feels unnecessary no and gross. Anyway, in this scene from the apothecary, uh, it's about broken bones. Mm. My husband has a broken bone and he wants to help rebuild the bone. He wants the bones to be built back better. Oh. <laughs> he wants them to be uh, building, be built fast and mm-hmm. they want to be built strong. So what bone supplements can he help to do this? So conceptually, that's pretty interesting, right? Well, you're the bone master. I Nobody am. knows more about the bone than you I'm do. the bone guy. You're the bone guy. I'm the bone guy. You're the guy I'd go for a bone. So this is really interesting to me because it, it talks 
you know, they had no intention to do this, of course, as with any of these scenes. None of these are jabs at anybody. They're just asking great questions. But for me, it, it's this conventional versus natural thing, yep. specifically the secret, right? The wellness industry loves to say that they have an answer that your doctor doesn't want you to know and your doctor won't tell you this secret. And 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 I get that we have a profit-driven healthcare system, right? Uh, but the people then make that connection because of the rhetoric that it's more beneficial for a doctor to treat a disease instead of curing it, right? Never mind the fact that the wellness industry is profit-driven too, <laughs> right? And But they don't even have the pressures of insurances to like watch over the thing, right? They're just cash only, right? And never mind the fact that if, if, like, if, if we got rid of the profit, driven system, which Mark and I agree mm -hmm. philosophically on how to do that. Sure. A lot of people don't, nobody wants to hear that, right? Yeah. Never mind that. And, you know, never mind the fact that like, let's just say an oncologist would love to not have to treat dying kids of cancer on sure. a daily basis yeah. and how they know that the world would be better if there were less demand for oncologists, for example, but they also know that their expertise would always be needed for profit or not, right? D despite all of that stuff, right? Or the, in this situation, it's orthopods, right? Those dudes know and gals know the deal, right? They know that if there was something that actually could help here, that could be quote unquote natural, they would actually have you do it, right? Um, and and there's we've had this sort of conventional versus wellness discussion and how they're not actually in in battle, but yet they're <laughs> yeah. set up this way where right. it's like it's it's got to be like we're all about one or the other. We there's yeah. always got to be one right solution to these yeah. things or a quick answer, which we've talked about here a lot with mm -hmm. long answers. That <laughs> there isn't a quick answer. And to your point, it's such a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, if an oncologist could give you a berry and you would lose your cancer, then they would just <laughs> give you berries for cancer. Like yeah. if that was a thing, guys, you wouldn't need medicine. We need modern medicine. Right. I needed modern medicine to help me in my weight loss journey. Everybody else can do whatever they want to do, but conventional methods helped me in that way. I had to work differently around my body and around that conventional medicine, but I had to access conventional medicine to get the help that I needed. And so these is not an either or situation, right? It's, it's a combination of things. And if you're just looking to get a berry to solve your problems, I, you know, there's no twigs and berry solution here, folks, no twigs and berry solution. The doctor isn't telling you about supplement options, not because of profit, especially with broken bones, but there's no data to support it, period, right? And so if, if somebody were, comes to you and says, hey, Neil, I want a supplement for bone health, you don't know what they're talking about because it's like, <laughs> what do you mean by that, right? Right, well, that's a, you know, it's a bigger conversation. In the Pacific Ocean, mm -hmm. this is, you know, fine. Like, I, I get what they're trying to ask again. Bone health is a very complex thing, and that actually is a really good point that I'm going to be bringing up in a moment. But my advice for th this couple, for this person with a broken bone, is the same as any reasonable pr healthcare practitioner. It, I'm interacting with somebody who wants to make the best choices, right? They want to recover. They don't want to lose ground. And yeah, there are nutrients that are used by our body in bone homeostasis and in tissue repair. That sure, if if you ha want to make sure that you have them in sufficient amounts, I'm all for that. I want you to have those bone building nutrients. The 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 misconception is that taking extra of these nutrients will make you stronger or will make the bone heal faster. And I'm I'm going to imagine, and I, I haven't seen your script here, so I don't even know where we're headed with all this. But yeah. I will say this: mm -hmm. there's a pretty good chance yeah. that your vital five. Mm -hmm. And what we already have talked about in terms of macronutrients 
are going to be the general way that you're going to talk to somebody about their body and how it heals. So it, I am a one trick pony. You I mean, got it. But, but, but again, <laughs> we, we come back to these basics because they're fundamental to every one of these issues. People feel like they have special problems. People feel like they have special issues, mobility issues, issues with disease, issues with, with bones or, or, or organs or things that make them different and special. And while that's true, you might have those things. What we want to do is have a baseline of health mm -hmm. that's going to support whatever you need to do mm -hmm. in a special way, potentially, yeah. for these other pieces. You might have to do things a little differently. Yeah. But if you don't have that base, Neil, all about that base, no treble, you're going to not be successful. So like you're saying, if I take a million bone supplement things and I'm eating Burger King every second of the day. You're awesome. You're cool. I mean, that sounds amazing. Like yeah. I love the onion rings, but you're not going to get to that level of health or that, that change that you're looking for. You got to do the basics, man. Yeah. You got to do the basics. And here's a really fun question that I like. Uh, this is actually what I said to them. So how does this magic supplement know exactly where to grow the bone? and only where to grow the bone, mm. right? Right where the damage is. Because there's other parts of your body that are bone that are probably in repair right now. Sure. So how does it know? I mean, how do you not just get a horn on your head if you start mm. taking a calcium supplement and how how does it know to just not grow this big unicorn, horn, you know, wow. unicorn thing, mm. right? So, uh, you know, the there's a mythology around supplements that they know they're so smart. They know exactly what to do and what not to do. Mm. And of course, that's not the case. It's actually why we have side effects in medicine. A drug isn't smart. It's just a thing. It's like either a key that unlocks something or it's it just does the thing. It does what it's made to do. And it does it everywhere, not just in the problem spots, but everywhere. So, you know, for example, if you take a pain medicine um, uh, like that's opioid based and all of a sudden, you know, you, it slows your respiratory rates, right? It, it decreases your respirations. So that's a side effect of it. But what if you're hyperventilating? What if you're in, in, in like a, a, a transplant unit or in, in, a, in a unit where uh, in a nursing home where you, you're uh, like constantly having these panic breaths and you need something to slow that breath down, right? So then you would use this medicine that had the side effect. It does the thing, right? And so it's really interesting interesting like when we talk about supplements and medicines it's like good versus bad well that's side effects are bad and and good effects are good right and that's not really what it is it's just our intended use we can take something and use it use the side effect as the intended effect totally and you know this this idea here that our supplements are these uh, masterful things. It's, you know, we, it's, it's, it's not how this whole thing works. I, I take calcium to harden bones. Well, you know, other things need calcium, right? So what if we give those things extra calcium? What are they going to do? Wouldn't they harden, right? Like the, the blood vessels in our body, that like especially ones near the heart. That's a bad that problem. Not great. And then what about if the amount of calcium that's in your urine goes in excess. Well, that turns into kidney stones and that hurts, right? So this idea that our supplements are these super smart things with their own like artificial intelligence is completely wrong. And so we have to take a step back and understand that this lie that the supplement is going to treat the thing is just that a lie. And I think that's, that's the more comfortable we've talked about this here. The more comfortable approach is 
I take this specified, natural, Neil-benefited version of this wellness thing Mm -hmm. that isn't a medicine. So I'm not now, now I'm not taking a medicine. God forbid I take a medicine. I'm taking this natural thing Mm -hmm. that feels like it's going to be the cure for the thing. Mm -hmm. And what you're clearly saying is we have to look at the total package here. You cannot take individual supplements as this idea that they're going to solve whatever your issue is. And so that we want to be true. We want it to be true. Like I took yeah. the saw palmetto because my mom said it was a good idea and it would help with my urinary tract stuff. I've noticed that that's what's happened, but this was all trial and error and guessing. And so mm-hmm. my hope was that it would do the thing, but there could be other things that are happening based on that. Like you had that horror story of yeah. the guy who masked, it masked his other symptoms. And so there are other impacts of these and it's not going to have that same level of, of immediate support that you think it is. And that's, I think we're, that's what we're trying to break up this idea that like you can just walk up to Neil and he's going to hand you a pill and it's going to solve the problem. And the same way you can't walk to me, I hand you a quick stretch and you're flexible. It's right. it's all part of the same thing. Yeah. Supplements are amazing. And yeah. being able to like top off the levels that we need, it, it's great. And being able to find quality ones, it, it's just all that extra stuff that gets built around them and what they can do and how it stands in the way of us actually accomplishing what we need to accomplish. So when you take a calcium and it's like, you're all about the amount, right? So mm -hmm. if I take a calcium and it's like, Oh, it works great. Then I'll just take more calcium, right? Like, Oh, that felt good. So now I'm going to take what? No, like there's, there's no basis in that. And there's no science there. But the system teaches us those behaviors. Sure. And so again, my, my advice for this family is, is yeah. So if you want to make sure that you have enough calcium, that you have enough uh, building blocks for bones. So you're going to, take more calcium. You're going to take more vitamin D because that helps with the absorption of calcium and maintaining calcium blood levels. And you're going to eat some more protein. And those are vital fives, right? So that's two of them, right? Bone support and protein. And the big thing is having a strategy when we do this, getting the right doses, the right forms, quality products. But being strategic is, as we've said, about expectations. So it's not going to grow your bones. I'm not selling you that. I'm, I, and I don't want you to think that that's what's going to happen. All you're doing is putting blocks in a warehouse, not too many. So that way you're overwhelming the warehouse, but you're just putting the blocks in the warehouse so your body can do the magical stuff that it does. And being holistic is, is about not looking for that magic answer, which is really just us saying, I want a hack or I want a shortcut. It's, it's it, what the industry is selling us, of course, but it's about making healthy choices in all areas of our health that we can influence. And so I'd said, you know, calcium, protein, vitamin D, and here's how you can get it from food. You don't have to take a supplement, but then how will physical activity help or hinder this process, right? How will just resting, taking weight off, Mm -hmm. help you build the bones? Are you asking those questions and are you, uh, are you deprioritizing them because they sound boring? Right. Mm. Just your doctor says, you know, take, take it easy or don't go too crazy. Well, I don't really want to. It doesn't sound like that's really going to make it or break it, but it does. Right. The 10 days after my hair transplant that we talked about mm. were very important. And so I could have deeper. Eh, he's just, eh, but he just has to say that to everybody. But there was a very specific reason why that time was optimal. And that's, these are the things that we want to say. And we don't want you to stop doing the boring stuff 
in this attempt at the, the Ponce de Leon, you know, fountain of youth, drinking, <laughs> drinking from the fountain, right? You, you want that, you want to search for that. You want to find that thing and we're all looking for it. So it's, this is not to knock anybody. Everybody mm-hmm. wants that quick fix, quick hit win. We get that. What we're trying to break up is that line of thinking. What we want to try to do is get you to embrace the crappy, boring stuff <laughs> that you don't want to do that is going to get you long-term to the thing that you're looking for. And if we're if we're doing nothing else, it's at least breaking up that stigma that I have to find the one thing that's going to do the thing because there is not the one thing thing. The vital five isn't the vital one. It's a vital five, right? <laughs> all of this stuff, it's yeah. all the stretching, all of the stuff we're talking about and doing. There isn't one magic stretch. I have a lot of cool stretches. Not one of them done alone is going to get you where you want to be. Neil and I were talking about hamstrings and back. Yeah, there, I got like 17 different stretches for that, yeah. depending on where the issue is. So, But you have to deal with the entire system. If you just stretch around one area, you're not going to benefit the entire system. If you just take a calcium thing you're not accounting for the entire system and like you said what's going to be the impact on the rest of the body it's not going to surf down to the one bone and put all of its energy into that one it bone knows, it's, yeah. it's so smart it's like but that's the thinking and that's what we're being sold and so we're really trying to break up that thinking the mindset and the thinking is so important here so the conclusion to this scene, and pretty much all of them, since this, this is the last scene of the episode here, mm-hmm. is is to one, thank them. I thank everybody that brings these questions to me. I don't make fun of people. I'll make fun of the system. I'll, you know, I'll, you know, shine a light on the thinking so people understand where we are. But I, I'm grateful that people consider me their trusted expert around this. Um, I, I try to encourage people to continue to find ways because that's what they're doing. They say, I want to make the choice. I want to be healthy and to have that agency. That's important. But really what I want them to do is to encourage them to keep it real, right? We have to see how easy it is to make a BS claim and then how much harder it is to actually back it up and have data to support it. Like I could go out today and say whatever about whatever, and it would take a long time for the science to catch up and finally say the thing doesn't do that. And so I'm trying to aggregate that all for you to to cut all that stuff out. So we want these things to work. We do want them to work and I get it. And there are better holistic choices that we can make. More hope is fine. It's the false hope and the hype that is not. And so in this very specific situation to end this one, uh, you know, you got to eat some more protein, brother. You got to you got to get some calcium. You got to get those calcium levels leveled off. You're not eating enough. Here's some dietary sources. Here's a supplement. You're different than your wife. So you are going to have different levels than your wife. Don't take the same things. And, you know, specific targets of vitamin D are very important. And then understanding you're not going to really move the needle on the specific issue. But if you do this now, heal, and then continue it forward, all of your bones in general will be healthier because you're doing the things that you need to do to have healthy bones for the rest of your life. I, I, the fact that we've gotten through this and you've said healthy bone and D this whole time. And I've been so well behaved in the corner here. I'm just really proud of myself. Honestly, that's, that's all I wanted to say at the end here. Well, that was fun.
I mean, I mean, these scenes are, it's not from an Italian restaurant. These are scenes from inside the apothecary. So you might wander into the village apothecary and find yourself on the show, folks. So if you've got a question, <laughs> no, we're just kidding. This, yeah, we're, this is, again, we're not, not beating up on people. We're not beating up on people. This is thematic <laughs> approaches, folks. This is not an individual yes. making a mistake. It's how they got there, right? And so mm-hmm. the misinformation that led them to say these things to Neil is why we're here. And it's not to shame or make anyone feel badly. This is what you would know. These are smart people, Neil. These are people who otherwise are doing things right in their lives. They need this support. I agree. And so we keep it anonymous. And I hope you heard that through the the episode. They're all me. (laughs) Everyone's me. If you have any questions like this, of course, reach out to us. It's yo at wellnessupsidedown.com. Or you can reach us on my social media, Mark's social media. Just ask questions and we'll happily include your question on the podcast. So that does it for this week's podcast episode. Take a few moments and give us a five-star review. Please share that podcast, your social feeds. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast. And remember, being our healthiest starts with being honest about ourselves and the health and wellness industries. Then we got to blaze a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller from Mark DeSico, and we got your back. So thanks for joining us. <laughs>